Ahem. Jennifer Zhang. Yes, Jacqueline Lopez. Give me three words to describe the shoot. Here we go. Ahem. Oh, here we go. I want to shoot. Can I have one more word? Yeah. Baby. (laughs) (laughs) This is Seven of Wine. of Star Trek Voyager and a bottle of wine at the same time. Oh my god. I'm Jacqueline. I'm Jennifer. And we are so glad we're back. I know that we were a little MIA, but we're back in it. And of all places we end up, it's prison. It's prison. On a ship. On a ship. Oh wait, that's a spoiler. It's okay. You know what? Statute of Limitations completely expired at this point. If you haven't watched the shoot episode of Star Trek Voyager, you've uh, effectively um, relinquished your rights to be mad at us. Um, Yeah, because you know what? We've given you two weeks. And 25 years. (laughs) 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 We've we've given you, Jen and I have given you 25 years to look into this. Um, So Jen, this was your pick, and why don't you Mm -hmm. give us a quick reminder as to why you uh, decided to pick this one. Because last week we did a Harry Kim episode. We did. And we touched upon... A subject that Star Trek Voyager fans, you know, love in general, which in is general. the bromance that has blossomed between Tom Paris and Harry Kim. And so um, the quintessential bromance episode is The Shoot. You know, we just needed a little love up in here. Yep. Uh, yeah. A bad bromance, a bad, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so, Jen, why don't you give us a quick synopsis of The Shoot? Ooh, I got you, girl. Thanks, girl. I got you one of them. Mm. After being wrongly accused of orchestrating a bombing... (gasps) No. Rude. Tom and Harry are imprisoned in an inescapable hellhole that is at the bottom of a chute. Oh, no. I know. Not the chute. And no ladder. And no ladder. And you thought thought it'd be a McDonald's ball pit. Nay. Nay. Unless Mm -mm. the balls are evil people with really furrowed brows. Yes, and knives. And knives. (laughs) Not even knives. Like, artifact shivs. They're like the weirdest things. Jesus. Did they fashion these things like uh, they smelted their own knives out of the forks or something? I feel like the props department was like, fuck, we need knives. Here. Take these. Shivs. Take these. (laughs) Pretend they're really pointy. So, to survive the savage conditions and bloodthirsty prisoners that surround them, Tom and Harry are going to have to bromance each other (laughs) harder than two Starfleet officers have ever bromanced in history. To bromance where no bromance has bromanced before. Very good. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> or whatever currency they use in the future. Dun, so, dun, dun. So there was your brief synopsis of The Shoot. You guys, I'm so excited. We're going to shoot our way into this episode. But first. But first, the wine. Mm-hmm. Jennifer picked this lovely bottle called 19 Crimes. I think it's a, it's a and it's called The Banished. Because they've been banished. They've been banished. Into this shoot. Into this. Shoot, no, this prison at the end of a shoot. At the end of a shoot. It's going to make you think twice about going down them shoots. Mm-hmm. And if you are listening at home and have a bottle of something handy, turn this into a drinking game. Every time we say shoot, Yo. you shot. <laughs> Hopefully you're at home and not in your car. Because that would be shoot dangerous. shoot a shot. Um, but uh, let's uh, shoot. Let's get right down to it. <laughs> All starts. right. So 19 Crimes, The Banished, is a dark red from Australia. Uh, and this is my favorite thing. I was perusing this this summary earlier, and it has nothing to do with the wine. There's a picture. Um, I'll put it on the socials. Is It's a picture of a, a man's face. You could tell that he's probably the prisoner we're talking about. And, oh, let's talk about him more. 19 crimes turned criminals into colonists. Upon conviction, these rogues guilty of at least one of the 19 crimes were sentenced to live in Australia. No! Rather than death. (laughs) I'll tell you what, if the shoot, you know, sent me to Australia, I'd go down that fucker in a fucking Peloponnesian They've got Kylie Minogue. They've got Kylie Minogue. They've got cute animals. They've got the Hemsworths. 
Well, wait, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's right. That's right. It is the home of the Hemsworths. It's it, the, all of them. That was very, it was so, I was so taken with what you just said that <laughs> I, I was unable to pronounce the I name. Know. You added a syllable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we digress. The Banished is a tribute to James McNally Wilson. 1832 to 1921. In 1866, Wilson was court-martialed for desertion and mutinous conduct and placed aboard the last convict ship to sail to Australia. In 1876, Wilson survived a dangerous escape from his prison in Fremantle and fled to New York. What? Spending his remaining years in the U.S. to learn more about this and similar stories, you can visit 19 Crimes. Um, I feel like he won a lot of this. Yeah. Like, his life was winning. Pretty good. And now he has a Y named after him. And or his like, face is on it. So, James McNally Wilson, we're going to toast to toast you. Toast to you. And the history lesson that now comes with the bottle of wine that is named for you. Here we go. Huzzah. The banish. Huzzah. Take a deep whiff. Chocolate. Chocolate. Oh, Zai. Oh, my God. That's like a cake. It's ridiculous. Jen first smelled Mommy. it before I did, and I was like, no, there's, you can't smell chocolate unless it's chocolate. You can. You can smell chocolate. It's like, it's, it's like a chocolate Ugh, mist it's, that's coming it's off the top of it. It's dark chocolate, too. It's dark chocolate, y'all. And this wine is very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I would argue that it's more brown than red. Um, it's got a red ring to it. No legs, as it were. Oh, that's not a good so, sign. Well, no, because it, it just means it's young. And okay. it actually is. It's 2016. So it's yeah. pretty on the nose for what it needs to be. It's southeastern Australia, and it's a blend. Um, that's all we're giving on it. And when I've you already, taste it. I've already started swigging liberally. Oh, I know. This is what dreams are made of. Marry Prisoners. Me. Wine. Mm, prisoner wine mm. is the best wine. So good. It's, oh. you know, and, and here's the thing, and this is where I'm going to blow Jackie's mind. Um, this delicious concoction that smells like chocolate on the nose, goes down tasting like berries, has a nice little spicy kick to it. Yeah. Ten bucks. That's rude. That's what that is. Ten bucks. That's rude. Because you and I have independently bought wine for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Well beyond that price point, oh, and yeah. have been disappointed greatly. Mm-hmm. The fact that we are drinking a ten dollar girl, the next twenty I get, you know where half of that's going. <laughs> or to the Bevmos. To the Bevmos. To the prisoners of Australia. Another thing. Another. This is another wrong. Australian import that we can love. We have. Let's talk about some uh, people who were wrongfully accused, shall yeah. we? Yeah. Well, the episode starts out really interesting in that you see. Uh, Man, we, we've wrestled with like what to call this episode because there's so many, it's rife with possibilities. This could be rife. This could be Star Shank Redemption. Yes! Orange is the new Trek! Orange, Orange is the, is new, the Trek. new Trek. But basically, uh, Harry is um, jettisoned down this chute yep. into the middle of a prison that's just like basically populated by people who look like they're from the Mad Max world and just you know, unbidden, completely without prompting, they just start beating the crap out of him. They just start beating the crap out of him. I blame his vest, personally. (laughs) Again, I don't understand it, because of all the prison garb, they're like, you know what? You need an accessory, and then we're going to throw you down this vest. See, it doesn't make sense, though, because I saw his vest, and I wanted to beat myself in the face, (laughs) so I didn't have to be looking at it anymore. So, oh my god! So they but jewel tones pop on him. That blue shirt was quite striking, with all that blood all over it. It did. So they, so they were just like beating the crap out of him. Um, but seemingly, he's rescued by none other, none other than Tom Paris, who's among the prisoners. Or so we think. Surprise! Not he looks at Tom. He clutches to him. His his newfound hope. Nope. <gasps> Tom sinks one deep in the bread basket. Oh my he just god! Reels back, gives it to him, nice and good, right in the gut. Roll credits. That or would, opening titles, I yeah, should say. Yeah, and then he's getting like, yeah. And then we're all just kind of sitting there going, what? what? Prison has changed Tom. Um, For the better? Uh, I mean, uh, he was pretty hot in this, but I digress. <laughs> so, so you know you know something's up. I mean, you learn very quickly what you would suspect, mm-hmm. which is that, you know, Tom has been there for a very short amount of time, but he's already kind of picked up the gist of what this place is and you kind of got to 
stake your claim and prove yourself. It's like when you get into prison for the first time, you shift someone just to show everyone that you're not to be messed with. Apparently, that's what Tom does. He's a, he is, as I would say right now, a party chameleon. So we might as well just address the Babadook in the room, which is, which is that like this episode just starts out really gay, really Home gay skillet and broke I, back, broke Voyager. back Voyager right from the very beginning. Tom like you know gets everyone to back off by saying he's, he's mine. mine. Did you ever watch True Blood? Um. Anyways, that's no. how the vampires owned each other, and mm-hmm. I remember the big the big hooty hoo was when um. The main character is Sookie, and the, her main vampire squeeze is Bill, and he would mm-hmm. just be like, Sookie is mine. Sookie is mine. And every time, so the minute that Tom Harris says that, I'm just like, Harry is mine. <laughs> and I just could not. Because Tom isn't the only one saying this. He's no. replicating what everybody else is saying. Like, they're all trying to claim this yeah, new piece of ass. Like, they're all, they're like, and they want all of him. It's not like they just want to, like, scavenge him. Like, they want to take i don't know what they're doing they're like yeah they want to take them back to their quarters it's really weird they never actually explain what the system is never where like where you claim somebody what is it that just have dibs on all their possessions do you get to kill them do you get to are they your gimp it's very it's very ambiguous it's very ambiguous and we never find out because apparently everyone because oh because Tom Paris, in a very well-placed writer's way, presents the exposition that we need yes. as to why they're there. Which is Tom says, hey, homies, this bitch is mine because he set me up and accused me of a terrorist bombing mm-hmm. that we committed, claimed to have committed, that killed 47 people. Mm-hmm. What do you call a trial that's just basically like a total farce from the beginning? They they had like they were they both underwent a trial where the judge just said, Well, your partner already confessed oh, yeah, for yeah, both yeah. of you. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like entrapment almost. Entrapment, yeah. It's it's just like a uh whatever, sensationalist bullshit thing yep. to get them both imprisoned and now here they are. So it really doesn't matter uh what the reasons are why they're in prison. They were gonna be doomed to prison anyway. The, mm-hmm. this particular society of um, this is going to be so hard for us to say throughout the entire podcast. It's going to get a- worse. Acritarians. Acritarian. This society of Acritarians, they are very, very swift and harsh with their judgment and their punishment um, because that's how they keep their people in line, right? Because it's just like this is, you don't want to commit a crime because you will be condemned to a horrible, horrible fate mm-hmm. and there's no way to reverse whatever the ruling is. So so here we are. Broke back. Voyager. So um, Tom Paris takes Harry Kim back to his quarters, this dingy little cot, (laughs) under a blanket of some sort, and is itching his head profusely. It's very weird. And we're all sitting there going space lice. But nay, my friends, Mm -hmm. we find out that it is something the prisoners are affectionately calling the clamp. The clamp. Is it an STD? Nay. It is an implant. Tom has now had this implant, the clamp, um, in him for a little longer than Harry has. And he's already acting Oh, he's fidgety different. as fuck. Yeah, he's acting different already. He's agitated, mm-hmm. I think, is, is the word that I kept coming up with. He's um, He backhands like a glass of water, like a cup of water out of Harry's hand. He just, you know, he, he isn't taking any shit right now. He can barely handle the world around him. Yeah. Um, so, so that's that's where we find our our dear Ensign Kim and Lieutenant Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should also make mention that from the hearsay, and we're also given this tidbit that whatever this shoot is, whatever this water slide of doom is, yeah. is three hundred meters. The claim is is that it's three hundred meters below. Mm-hmm. So the only way out is up. Is up through the shoot, and anybody that tries, like basically everything that these people have access to comes mm. through the shoot. Yep. But it's it's a one way thing. Like food gets thrown down the shoot, and they all kind of fight each other for it. If you try going up the shoot, it has a mechanism in it that shocks you to death immediately. Yeah. It, it's yeah. it's phase. It's like a shoot phaser that's set to kill. It's rude, is what it is. It's very rude. It's very rude. It needs to take a chill pill. But it is now. No. Back on Voyager. Da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Where the conditions are a little bit more sterile. Um, and fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Janeway. Yes, we do. In, uh, in, in uh, fine form. Janeway's not, uh, not having a great time right now. No, she's trying to negotiate with um, one of these acritarians um, for the release of their two, uh, their two lost 
uh, crew members. And this guy is like, nope, too bad, because it turns out that in the bombing, we were able to detect trilithium, like traces of trilithium. Yeah, they which, just like put their finger in the air and they were like, you know what, I, you know what I'm testing right now? I'm trilithium. A little bit of trilithium. And they're like, the only way it could have ever you know, existed in the bombing site is uh, some form of converted dilithium, which Voyager is the only ship in the, the area, the area that it. has it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so just by deductive reasoning, they're like, these guys are the ones who did it. Yeah. And of course, you know, you even have Tuvok there going, hey, homies, hold the phone. Mm-hmm. Most logical guy on board is like, we can't be the only ones. Yeah. Just because we have, you know, I don't know, dirt on our shoe doesn't necessarily mean we were out in the freaking puddle. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just that sense of that's a really far-fetched correlation. Yeah. And yeah, this Akatarian's not having it. Mm-mm. And the fun thing about this is that uh, Janeway doesn't know yet that she's dealing with people that are unwilling to reason, mm. right? So um, she goes by, she leads the crew in something that is, you know, Federation... Uh, is typical for the Federation, yeah. which is, well, let's just find out who the real culprits are. If we do the work, if we do the heavy lifting, right, and we use science and smarts to discover the real culprits, then we can, it's a bargaining tool that will actually, like, further the diplomacy and make it so that we can we can get our men back. It's the so, facts. It's yep. the facts. If we line up the facts in front of them, then they can't negate that. They can't mm-hmm. refute it. They have to go with it. So here she goes. So here she goes. She's she's going to do what Jamie does best. She's going to solve the problem. And she will, I raised a finger just, it, like, Boink. impulse. Yeah. Because it's the Janeway finger. It's the Janeway finger. She raises she's a pointing finger. at people and she's got, I liked her bun in this episode. This was my favorite bun of all the buns that she buns. It was very spirally pretty bun. It was bun. so spirally. She looked like she was either going to save the day or go to prom. Uh, you know what? Or both. Or both. Really. You could do it all in one day if you were Janeway <laughs> with that finger. So we spend the majority of the time in this episode obviously down in the chute. Mm-hmm. Or down, down in the prison at in the end the of the prison. chute. In the prison. Just because those conditions are very, you know, are fascinating, well, right? we also need to see a, a, a fledgling romance come yes. to fruition. Blossoming. Blossoming, as it were, in adverse conditions. The flower breaking through the concrete, as it were. <laughs> a tree grows in Brooklyn. Nay, two flowers. Two flowers. Intertwining. With great hair. <laughs> so- Harry Kim's hair in adverse situations is always amazing. Garrett Wong, props to you, sir. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, so what happens next is they're, you know, they're sneaking around. They're trying to figure out, um, they're, they're trying to keep their heads down and, and figure out how they're going to survive in this situation. And they ascertain, Tom and Harry ascertain, you know what, they're going to do, they're equipped to do something that no one else here can do. Because Harry's, you know, very adept at engineering. He's Tom, got the smarts. Tom is, you know, got his own talents. <laughs> <laughs> And That's they, what my mom told me. You're special. You're very special. And they realize they just need to deactivate the fucking shoot. Hey, you know, well, the hey, force field. Yeah, deactivate the the part of the shoot that it kills people when you try to go up the shoot. That's a little bit in the way. But just as they discover this very reasonable, they come to this very reasonable conclusion that any number of prisoners here could have come to, except that they're all agitated out of their minds. Um, a prison fight starts up because people see them and they they want Harry. They, they're, they're coming after him and his hairy ass. And Tom... Everybody wants that hairy ass, want man. want a piece of him. That's why he never goes on away missions. Yeah. He's too delicious. And and um, he's quickly, you know, like bear hugged, so he's incapacitated, and which leaves Tom Paris in a situation where he needs to defend his damsel. Oh my gosh, you got to defend that hair, girl. And it's insanely hot. Oh God. No. <laughs> and I wouldn't be saying oh, so. no. I'm actually trying to, I'm trying, I'm keeping it, I'm keeping it pretty civil just because this is a very heavy episode, but holy shit, Tom Paris picks up a knife and him and this other guy knife fight. Please. It's very Jets and Sharks. It is very, it is very, they're like swiping and swinging. We got our Tony, we got our Maria. And as, as far as like Star Trek action goes, it's decent. Yeah. You know what? I actually will say I bought a lot of the punches in this one. Yeah. There's some of the choreography you kind of sit there and you're like, okay, I could have telegraphed that from, you know, yeah. another, from Australia, as mm-hmm. it were. But no, I was actually quite uh, taken with this one. Um, and Harry, I mean, the Garrett Wang really sells the, pun- the, the hits that he takes. Oh, for sure. And he takes a lot of hits. Oh, he, this poor guy gets the crap kicked out of him. Completely. Nonstop. And so, yeah, we're in this tussle um, and it's, it's getting a little heated and then, unfortunately, Tom oh makes a, a bad a bad move, 
and he gets a, a he shiv. Stabbed. He gets stabbed in the tum tum. It's like savage too. Like they actually show the knife protruding from his midsection and just blood everywhere. Well, can I also blood can we, everywhere? Blood Tom everywhere. Paris. Tom Paris blood everywhere. No. But can we back up too? You know, in, in terms of and back to the violence of this episode, you mm-hmm. realize that this is to me, the more that I think about this episode, since we're talking about it. This one took a lot of the polish out of Star Trek in the sense that the juxtaposition, first off, when you're in the prison, you almost smell it. Everyone looks terrible. Filthy. Filthy, terrible. I can only imagine what it smelled like. But when they were going for food in the very first, when we get that first introduction of the fact that this shoot is the only lifeline that these prisoners have to the outside, Mm -hmm. um, when the food is being brought in, someone gets... S- their throat gets slit. That's right. Right in front of you. Yeah. And I remember sitting there watching, you know, rewatching this episode going, that that's savage. So savage. The fact that it was allowed on TV. Yeah. And furthermore, that it was allowed in this Star Trek verse. You yeah. realize this isn't going to be your run of the mill. Mm-hmm. This isn't your run of the mill. I'm shooting people with little laser guns and they're just going to have to pretend to die. Yeah. We're going to get some serious action. And jump a lot of grit. A lot of grit. Going back, everything looks dirty. Everything looks unsanitary to mm-hmm. the point where when Tom Paris gets stabbed, they Nasty. reveal it. They show it. They show the yeah. shank just sitting there in him. Yeah. And of course, you know, the first thing you're not supposed to do is remove the object. The guy comes back and just viciously removes he the knife. Rips it out of him. And it's, I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I, I'll I'll go ahead and say like because we watched all of Voyager at this point, there probably hasn't been an injury on Voyager that has looked that grievous. No, right? It's like either like burns or someone gets knocked back or they hit get hit with an energy pulse and they're just unconscious and you're like he's dead. But in oh, this, this case, just sucks. Yeah, I mean it's 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 always he's indirect. Bleeding. He's bleeding out from the gut. It's um it's gross. And then so Harry, you know, is is able to get everyone to well to it flips step back. the switch, doesn't it, within yeah. him? Yeah, he he goes ape shit on them. <laughs> he gets activated. He comes online. Um, he goes super saiyan. Yeah, and he just completely like starts throwing, you know, putting up online. his fisticuffs. He gets activated, <laughs> um, and he drags Tom Paris up from the ground. It's not looking good. No. And and here here's what's really good about this whole situation, and it's important for later, is that from the very moment that Tom Paris suffers this terrible injury, he realizes that the two of them might not make it out alive, and that. Um, when it comes down to it, there might be a, a situation in their future where Harry could save himself, but he might be held back by Tom. Yes. So Tom starts making it very clear preemptively. He's like, if if it comes down to it, you leave me to die, mm-hmm. you know, and you go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's... <laughs> Sorry. He's actually bleeding from the gut so he can say that. I use that often in my daily life where I get a paper cut and I'm like, leave me to die. She this does. And much. I just walk away. I go, yep. <laughs> yep. Okay, good. Enjoy yourself, you just, whiny bitch. You roll up into a ball on the pavement on the sidewalk. Uh, at Office Depot. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're, we're in the office supplies aisle of Target. And I'm Jackie, like, oh, I'm going to be in electronics. I'll see you later. Jackie, save yourself. You're like, I'm going to go get some yogurt covered it's pretzels. Colby, you want anything from Starbucks? <laughs> Why, yes. While I'm dying, my final drink will be a uh, s'mores frappuccino. Thank you. <laughs> So then um, Harry's priority is now, like, trying to get Tom some medical help. Yes. Right? And so he tries to get him back to their quarters, which I don't know why we're calling them quarters. It's, I it's call like, it their love cot. It's like three pieces of sheet metal, like, propped up against each other. And it's been invaded, nay, swarmed by other prisoners who, like, are like monkeys beating on the, the sides of this thing and, like, howling at them. Yeah, you know, it's very clever, the the, the reality of, of the... The, the way that they present the dehumanization of this society. Of these prisoners, yeah. Yeah, and it's very interesting to see, you know, almost it's a case study within um, Tom and Harry in seeing this escalation because one of the things we also need to touch base on, which comes up as mm-hmm. we go through this, um, as, as we see Tom Paris's, you know, health deteriorate, mm-hmm. we also see... Um, Harry Kim's sanity deteriorate, right? Oh, yeah. The clamp is having a greater effect on him mm-hmm. um, than Tom, um, and we see the progression of that. Mm-hmm. So right now we have a hugely conflicted Harry, mm-hmm. right, who has to save his friend, mm-hmm. but also resist the urge to want to murder him. Murder just anything that 
um, challenge that it endangers his own survival. Yes, That's yes, what the yes, clamp yes. does mm-hmm. is it makes you like rabidly desperate to, to cling to your survival by any means. That's why everyone's just slashing each other's throats. Everyone's extra. Yeah. They're a little extra. A little extra. So, um, he tries to bargain with a character that we meet now named Zio. Right? And Zio has got a certain aura about him. He's a special kind of crazy. He's a special kind Nobody of crazy. associates with Zio because he has a manifesto that he's penned that he's studied all his life here in the prison where he's decided he could figure out how to control the effects of the clamp. And let me just tell you, general rule in life, anybody that ever has a manifesto, <laughs> crazy guy, stay away from him and his manifesto. <laughs> you guys, if you want to make friends, the last thing you should be writing is a manifesto. It's a manifesto. We're just throw that out there. You might, you might want to call it a novella. Yep. Maybe, you know, a little <laughs> memoir. Yeah, something a little bit more... Gentle and palatable. Yeah. The minute you say manifesto, and the minute you start trying to shove it down other people's throats, especially when they're being programmed to be a little extra, not going to go well. Not going to go well. So they, it's it's funny because even as Tom is being dragged away, people are calling dibs on his things. Oh, his boots. His boots. So this guy, Zio, is like, Harry's trying to bargain with him. He's like, I will trade you water and bandages and like whatever's antiseptic for my friend for... My boots, my, he's just trying to, it's like the equivalent of cigarettes. Yeah, legitimately Uh trying to barter with what little they have. And this guy is unswayed. And Mm -hmm. so Harry kind of lets the cat out of the bag. He says, okay, what I can trade you is I figured out a way to get our asses out of here. And I will take you with us if you let me have these things. So that seems to work on the guy. So now Tom is laid out. Um, they're having serious, very close-faced, broke-back moments. You guys, they're holding hands. They keep, like, having these moments where they're like, I need to distract you. Let's yes. talk about food. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about food then. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're bromance. Yeah, and you know what? It, and I guess we skipped right over that, but we should definitely backtrack. Is Before this disastrous injury happens to Tom, the two of them are morale boosters for each other. They are. You see them leaning on each other really hard for like keeping their spirits up, right? So they they play this joshing game where they each describe like uh, a fancy, like they one up each other on like delicious meals that they'll have when they get out of here because obviously food is in short supply. And here's what I really enjoy about this. They have this like it's like they it's it's almost like they had to make sure that the audience didn't think that they were gay or mistook them for gay in the script writing. Because of the um, sisters? Yeah, they like Tom actually says to Harry like, well, you know, well, I've found some nice picnic spots here in, you know, the prison, right? And then Harry mentions something about like, oh yeah, a picnic would be nice. And then before you go start imagining Tom and Harry on a nice picnic, um Harry goes, yeah, it'd be nice to bring the Delaney sisters in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Delaney sisters. But, Jacqueline thwarted those Delaney sisters and just thought of that picnic <laughs> fondly. They were basically like, yeah, the Delaney sisters, we're yeah, not yeah, gay. Yeah, with the, we're uh, not with gay. The ste- we're going to get a steak. Yeah, totally. We're steak. Vaginas. Now yeah. let's talk about steaks. Let's talk about steaks and Delaney sisters. Yes. <laughs> but, <clears throat> but it is really, I thought it was really effective and I thought it was really poignant that they mm-hmm. were able and they were brave enough to be like, you know what? You can care for someone in this capacity. Yes. You can ha- create a family out of a situation like this. Especially when they're in pain. Yeah. And they're di- and they're potentially dying and facing down death. It's like, why have any of those like macho pretenses? Mm-hmm. You know, like be a comfort to him, yeah. which is what you see here. Is they, they, they made some really excellent choices. The actors, the directors, everybody on this episode. So they weren't afraid to make it a little bit gay to like show how intimate and... Um, how close how close these two characters are because you don't know how you're going to act in that situation right and how much they rely on each other for like how much they cling to yes. survive like their own survival their su- mutual survival so wow we've gotten really we got deep we got real deep in this we got we got deep in the shoot Yep. We're going to get out of the shoot because Janeway made some breakthroughs Yep, with Bellana Tori. Oh, yeah. So Bellana's the one who, oh, God, I love it when Bellana talks. When, I, when Bellana opens her mouth and genius comes out, which is all the time, it makes Jen's heart a flutter and me really happy. Exactly. So, so um, uh, Bellana's the one who figures out, no, trilithium, the big incriminating piece of evidence dun, dun, dun. from this like farce of a trial. The candlestick is the conservatory. Exactly. The wrench in the library. library. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know why. We, <laughs> I don't know why that was so hard for us to say. <laughs> Both of us um, had a stroke as we tried to figure that out. But uh, she's the one that figures out that 
Uh, trilithium can also be converted over not just from dilithium, but something called paralithium? Yeah, paralithium. paralithium. And so now they're on a hunt for any ships in the general vicinity that have paralithium. Mm-hmm. And they find one. Oh, they do. They do. Um, they apprehend a brother and a sister pair, yep. right, who are part of a terrorist group yep. called Open Sky. Yep. And the reason why they're really, really reluctant to be caught and to be traded for Harry and Tom, of course, is that they know about the prison and the shoot. They have that information, and they know that once you're in prison, you never get out. Yeah. So, um, so Janeway, you know, says, "Hey, I, I, I got gotcha. you. Hey, you guys, with her finger. Yep. Hey, you guys, I got you guys. Hashtag caught. Hashtag caught." Hashtag you're mine. Yep. Hashtag Janeway rules. And, and so she <laughs> says, I'm, I'm basically, she tells she tells the brother, Vel, she says, I'm going to have to turn your sister over to the authorities to retrieve our crew members. And he's like, no, you're not. I'm not going to let my sister go through that. Yeah. And this sassy little minx. Oh, the little teenager. Ma- mouthy little, mouthy little Miss Thang. Mouthy little frizzhead. <laughs> you can do the honors. Oh, she looks at Janeway and basically just says, Coward. She calls her a coward. She because calls Janeway because, a coward. Because Janeway won't help them with their little task of like fighting the Akratarian. Wow, it's so hard to say. Akratarians with their open sky agenda. So um, Janeway, her reaction. Oh, God. Reaction, the zoom in. The face. I mean, like she just called Janeway a coward and Janeway very coldly. Like there's no reaction. There's no flinch. No. She just looks deep into this little girl's eyes in her face and she says in her stone cold tone she says Mr. Tuvok get them a shower and a nice hot meal <laughs> diplomatic but it's such a good move because it's like I'm gonna show you compassion yes but I'm gonna do it because I'm better than you I'm better than I'm you better and than this could you. be the last time mm-hmm. relish mm-hmm Relish my generosity. So I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to show you this humanity, but you can tell from my tone that I did not appreciate that little Miss Thing. Home skillets, if looks could kill, even the viewers would be dead. Beautiful. Like that face was everything. And you just sit in there like, oh, we're not even halfway through this episode. You gotta be glad that I was not captain of that crew because I would have been like, oh no, you didn't, you little oh, bitch. Oh, you, you would like slap her in the mouth. What did you call me? What'd you call me? Tuba, hold, hold me back. 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 Hold my earrings. Hold my ear. Hold these. Hold my bun. Excuse me. Hold my bu- Hold my weight. I'm, I'm about to rip her up. I'm gonna tear this little thing up. Yes. This thing. Would not have been the same story. Anyway, so she she's demonstrating decorum and poise. Mm-hmm. The opposite of what Jennifer would have done. Yeah. Um, and I think we go back to the prison, don't we? I feel like we do. Yes. Um, and honestly, I think that we jumped ahead because we did do the stab already. But mm-hmm. we're already looking at the fact that, you know, we have crazy trying to... Um, oh, so here's the big aha moment, right? So right now, we're back um, in the prison. Mm-hmm. And Harry Kim has created this really, like... This pipe it's of lore. Pipe. He loves this pipe. We've been starting on this pipe of majesty, and he's finally gotten it to the point where it's functional. He's he's fashioned some kind of deactivation device that has that uses this pipe as a casing. Yes, and within the casing are like all the little is all the, the gadgetry boots. that he has um, jury rigged to be able to deactivate the chute. So he does. He deactivates the force field. Mm-hmm. And so immediately him and Manifesto McGee decide yep. to start climbing up this chute, mm-hmm. right? Now, this entire time we've been under the pretense that this is on a planet's surface somewhere. And they're deep underground. And we're deep underground. It's all hearsay at this point. Mm-hmm. And if they pop out the top, then they found their salvation. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what's going to get them through to the next. That, that's all they need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all they need to do to win to win Jumanji. So <laughs> they basically, he deactivates the force field. Uh-huh. Kim is the first one to go up the air conditioning duct because that's exactly what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And he gets to a door. What's this door? What is it? He, It's, it's a little dirty because let's face it, this prison is not the epitome Sanitary. of clean. Mm-hmm. And when he oh, when he cleans off the the hatch, we find out that they are not on a planet, Jen. Mm-mm. No, they're no, they're kind of in fucking space. That's true, Lefou. That's uh, 
And I've got my sights on this one. They're kind of <laughs> fucked yeah. in the ass. Yep. All it is, the end of the shoot is just like outer space. It's space. Yep. But he can't let anybody know. He can't. First no. off, he can't let Manifesto McGee know because that guy's bananas. Yep. And then furthermore... He can't tell Tom. What's so... You don't want Tom to lose hope. Girl, what's so brilliant about the way that this is written and like you said, the way it's played, all the direction, you see them losing hope. Yeah. As you are losing hope. Because yeah. we you have these contrived notions of mm-hmm. how they're gonna escape. Yeah, they're gonna break out. Yeah, yeah. Harry Kim's gonna find totally a way. Totally faith-based. You you really yeah. do. You you are very hell-bent on the happy ending aspect, mm-hmm. happy ending scenario of this episode. But it twists and turns in ways personally, mm-hmm. where I was like, I'm curious to see how this ends. Because at this point, they're in space in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Nowhere. Mm-hmm. No beacons, nothing on them. Mm-hmm. It's a very real thing. The minute that Harry Kim comes out of that shoot after his recon, mm-hmm. they may not make it out. And not just Tom, but Harry as well. Mm-hmm. None of them. And, you know, what's really touching about this moment is that, you know, Harry has exhibited, you know, he's usually the ensign who has to be shielded from hard truths, yeah. right? This now is his he, first away He's He actually has, he actually has now, he's the bearer. He, he is the, the, the sole bearer of this terrible, terrible news. And his priority, once he gets back down out of the chute, is to shield Tom mm-hmm. from it, right? So when he revisits with Tom, he tells him like, hey, we found a way out. Like he's telling him what he needs to hear so that he keeps his strength up. Tom's looking worse for wear. He's Homies. pale. He's, do- he's, he's like paranoid. He gets a hold of the pipe that Harry has and he like won't let go and, and Harry has to kind of like coax him out of it. You see him in his weakest. He's pale. He's like, you know, he's, he's barely breathing. Lost and- blood, everything. And then he says to Harry, he says, um, he says, don't leave me here mm-hmm. in like this plaintive, like meek little voice. And I wanted to die. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I wanted, I wanted to die. To die. It's so like, true, Jen. Oh. And I think what's so interesting is, he again, freaking clever episode. Mm-hmm. We started with Harry as the damsel. Mm-hmm. And we've completely 180'd it. Yeah. Tom Paris was the big brother. Now he's no longer the big brother who's protecting Harry. No. He can't be. He's dying. He's dying. Uh, don't die, Tom Paris. What the hell are they going to do? We don't, right? right? As There's, a viewer, you're, you're like, what the fuck is going to happen? Right. And Harry Harry decides, you know, mostly through like the, the co- I don't know if it's the coaxing, just in, in rebellion to what Zio is saying. Because Zio is like, you know, the way to our salvation is to harness your clamp Zio has actually just accepted that they're going to be there forever yep. and that the best case scenario is for everyone just to um, to to gain power over this clamp that's like driving them crazy. Look out for number one. That's his best. That's the best case scenario that he's got in his mind. So that's his goal is to get everyone to see, you know, to, to overcome their baser nature. But Harry is like, hell no, we're not staying here. The, the truth is our salvation will come from us all working together, right? So this is where that happens. He, so naively, tries to rally all the prisoners. He starts saying, if we work together, that's the only way we're going to get out of this because on the other side of that chute is just space. And they laugh at him because they're like, what are you talking about? Like, they all accepted that the, the end of the chute is the surface. But he's like, it's just space. And we have to all work together to figure out how to get out of here, Right. Because he's operating under federation, like a federation mindset. That we all have to, we have to work as a team. Uh, Idiot. Humanity. Well, humanity. He's, he's trying to cling to their last ounce of humanity. Which they don't have. And it's that sense of right, doing the right way, do the diplomatic way. Mm -hmm. Trying to go the route that is the more enlightened. Yeah. But, you know, they've been in the hole for a while. They've all been just completely... Um, glitched out from the having the clamp in their head for so long and they're just, you know, off their rocker. So they beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, they do. He should have seen that coming. Um, and when he, like, stumbles back, this is the moment you were talking about, when he stumbles back all dejected and beaten up, you know, to their hidey place, Tom has... Dismantled. Dismantled this pipe thing. The only... The, the, the first step in their salvation that he's been working tirelessly on. Mm-hmm. And he loses it. He loses he it. Absolutely loses he it. He beats the shit out of Tom. It's heartbreaking. skillets. Oh, beats Jesus. a man while he's down. While he's down. While he's suffering from a 
like a loss of blood, excruciating like stomach wound. Yeah, beats the crap out of him within an inch of his life. Um, was it a pi- the pipe or the knife that he had in his hand at the end of this? Oh, he fight? was gonna hit him with the pipe. He was gonna hit him with the pipe. And the and we have Manifesto McGee in the background going, "Do it, do it. He's <laughs> he gets- wick. I want his boots. It's gonna be great." He gets and real Emperor Palpatine. Really He's Emperor over, Palpatine. Over his shoulder being like, yes. Use the dark side. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's insanity. And we have that, that flicker of, and, you know, a, a, of what is it? Rage in, yeah. in Harry and the complete loss of humanity. And all of a sudden he immediately regains it. And yeah. he says, I'm not hurting my friend. No, he's he's just not letting any... Well, I don't know what the exact line is, no, but he but said, he is my friend. Yes. And what's interesting is he's kind of been greased up to this moment a little bit because Zio had had this conversation with him where he was like, you know, you think he's your friend, he's actually a burden. He's like, you have to start abandoning That's your That's it, mindset. you have to look out for number one. You, you have can. to start seeing him as a burden yep. and you have to just kill him so that you can harvest his resources, right? And so he's kind of already planted, he's inceptioned like this notion so that like when the time comes like Harry's so close to just killing him and like just being done with it but nope his humanity wins um so i mean these are little victories they're just little victories they're little victories they're still but we're not going to get out we still don't have an end game there's right no, there's no way to get out now what i think is so interesting and i'm going to let you continue because i think we're going back to voyager we is are notice how the parallel of trying to tap into someone's humanity and trying to take the higher route mm-hmm. It's not just something that we witness within the confines of this prison, mm-hmm. but we witness it without, as you're going to uh, show us. Indeed. Um, actually, yes, it's, it's fascinating because Janeway and everybody on board the Voyager has just kind of used it. They've taken for granted that everybody's got this humanity in them, yeah. right? So, so now she's ready to present um, this ambassador with, the solution to the problem. She like, got him. Hey, look. Got him. Got nabbed him. Nabbed him. Nabbed him. Got him. Case closed. Hey, you guys, look at this. Uh, your cold case. Uh, we we uh, it's hot now. Book him, Dano. Book him. Um, and the guy doesn't care. He's she's like, hey, we've caught the real culprits. You can give us our back. Give us back our guys. And the guy's like, eh, sorry, but uh, on our planet, rulings are irreversible. And she's like, that is, I forget what she says, but she's like, it's preposterous. She walks towards the screen. The camera comes in close and she is not happy. She's not having it. She's like, what are you talking about? I've defeated your illogic with logic. I've actually gotten the real culprits. What do you mean the rulings are irreversible? And he says, you know, and he says, that's how- He's like, sorry, I can't command Z on this planet. that's, That's how we keep our population in line is making everybody know- like make, making sure everybody knows that even if you come within like sniffing range of a crime that you are basically just fucked. You're screwed. You're yeah. super screwed. Um, and so it's, it's funny because she's done. Oh. <laughs> she's, she's like, you know, you know what? Fine. Like, fine. Like, okay. You obviously are not people who have reason on your side. You don't use logic. You're she not tried the Federation. It. She tried we, it. We did it. You know, we, we played nice. Now we're going to do things the Jane way. Oh, we're going for the So off screen, go fuck yourself, ambassador. Yep. Just take a flying hike. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't, I'm just making up <laughs> take idioms. Take a warp nine hike. Exactly. It's going to be great. Exactly. No, but for reals though, she's she's like, she's done with their shit. If I have mm-hmm. never, if, if, if Kate Mulgrew gave me that face in life, I would run away. Just wither. I would just go, I would go to another Powderize. country. Powderize. I would die. You just like vaporize into a million particles. You and would just turn, actually. Turn into just nothing. disintegrate. You would teleport to nowhere. To nowhere. So she, she's now going to do things the way she knows how she's going to be. She's going to go gangbusters. She's going gangbusters, she know, You know what? You're saying I can't have my people back? I'm just going to break them out. She got a prisoner of Azkaban, yo! <laughs> so she gets these two, Val and his sister, right? And they're trying to negotiate with her, but she doesn't negotiate with terrorists. She doesn't negotiate Literally, with Literally, they're terrorists, and she won't negotiate with them. She's like, she's like, uh, tell us how to break into the prison. Uh, and he's like, well, if you break into the prison, I will give you the codes and the, the security But you got to help me. What's in it for me? But, but I, I want my guys out as well. She's like, mm, this is not a negotiation. You no, silly boy. So good. Silly boy. It's so good. You actually mistakenly believe this was a discussion. You're going to give me what I want. No, you're giving me what I want 
or I'm screwing you over and turning your sister in. Yeah. So what's it going to be? What's it going to be? She's hard as nails. She has nothing to lose. There's at this no point. humanity. You know what? They've displayed no humanity. This situation is just like completely dehumanized. She's now all about like it's not about diplomacy anymore. Now it's about Her winning group. this war. It's about strategy. Yeah. Right. So she gets the codes that she needs. They're not going to go flying in there with Voyager. Too obvious. She's too smart for that, guys. She's, she's too smart. She's going gangbusters, but with uh, tact. Yes, with as tact. As it were. With, as it were. So they're going to use Neelix. He's going to get in there with his modest, non-assuming, I mean, sorry, unassuming, innocent-looking, benign shuttlecraft as yeah. if he's just a guy who's been knocked off course, Oopsie right? doodle. And he's going to fly up to the the end of the, sh- the shoot, which is going to be like the escape route yeah um and he's gonna distract all of the people who are gonna try to apprehend him with like just fumbling idiocy Jeez, i, I he's guess hilarious I by he's the so way funny so meanwhile uh how are they gonna break these guys out of prison well they got the how codes and everything but i so, think they're gonna ha- there's only one way in one way out girl and what's it, what's it gonna be oh she gonna slide in with a gun yo <laughs> here's the best thing oh okay. it's so good the best thing about this is and it happens often in Star Trek where you're like, the captain should never be on an away mission. <laughs> because if something happens to them on the away mission, then you don't have a captain anymore, right? Oops, but this is an extreme situation, an extreme case of that because Janeway's not having it. She's going to go in and break them She's out She's done herself. with this whole thing, don't seriously. Shit. She's done. No. So she slides, she <laughs> slides right down that chute, pops out the other end into this situation that you had previously seen. Everybody in this prison just descends on whatever pops out of the chute. She pops out of the chute with a freaking assault rifle. Yo, she got the microcosm gun that's like super long. Like she looks like Ellen Ripley it's, from it's freaking like the Aliens. Phaser assault rifle. Yeah, and you and got like Tuvok Sissy remote control, but you got phaser. her in this huge ass gun. She busts in yep. like nobody's business. Oh my god! Like Beyonce and Rihanna combined. <laughs> you guys, it was a music video entrance for the ages. <laughs> Throw some Shakira in there. Yo, there's so much fierceness in this. So much fierce. She pops out of the chute. Bam. Just like boom, bam, boom, bams, scatter stuns, everything, <laughs> everything, everyone, everything, get, everyone gets a blast to the face. She's like Oprah. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know. We're like going. You get a stun, and you, you get, get a stun, stun, and you get a stun. Everybody gets stunned. Everybody gets stunned. Um, and she <laughs> saves the day. She saves the she day. She gets her men. She well, gets Harry her men King out of there. Well, Harry comes in, goes. You know what? Tom's hurting. Goes out. Tuvok, go help them. Everybody, calm the fuck down. We're going to leave you and pretend like you're ne- we were never here. Yeah, listen. She gets it done, you guys. She gets like, it done. She's just like, she tried. Here's the thing. She tried the polite way. She tried it. Yeah. It didn't work. It didn't work. You guys you guys didn't want to do things the easy way. And so, you know what? We're going to do it the Jane way. And what's great about this is she could have done that from the beginning. She could have. She could have. Oh, yeah. She could have like completely not gone through all the trouble and all the rigmarole of going through an investigation and apprehending the correct criminals and like you know doing things the civil way. She could have just been like, "Oh, you guys have our guys. I'm gonna bust down that chute with my assault rifle, blast you in the face, get my guys, and peace the fuck out." But no, she tried it their way, or what she thought was their way, she, way. a way that they she thought they would appreciate, and they didn't appreciate it. And now this is what they got. So. This is what they got. They got oh, oopsie doodles. And so, anyways, so now we're back in sick bay. Mm-hmm. You guys, I know you're worried about Tom. I was worried about Tom. You guys, he's okay. Girl. <sighs> oh, did they did save? Did they save everything? Oh, they saved everything. Everything. E- everything. All right. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> That's what Mama likes to hear. Well. <laughs> So what ends up happening, right, is Neelix does some sweet maneuvering, gets them out. We're in sick bay, and everybody's hunky-dory. They look so great in their outfits, although I feel like mm-hmm. Harry Kim's outfit was not tailored that day, but that's just me. And so we're sitting there in sick bay, and we see Tom Paris is just being his normal, charming yeah. self. He's no longer stabbed. He's no longer stabbed. He's, he's feeling hunky-dory, ready to go back to the con. But you see in Harry Kim... Uh, there's something still ar- amiss. And and it's funny, the, this thing that you're seeing in him is not allayed by the things that the doctor is saying. Oh, and no. the, the doctor is saying some very, very, you know, things things that, that completely exonerate him of any blame. Yep. He's like, you know what? I've analyzed this clamp that I've now safely removed from your head. And it was designed specifically to stimulate a part of your hypothalamus that 
um, makes you uber violent, makes yeah. you super agitated. Yeah. So you are actually completely free of blame when it comes to your actions, mm-hmm. right? But Harry cannot get over the fact that he almost killed Tom. It's, it is so endearing mm-hmm. because it shows you that it's, it's something that has changed him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we also have to talk about a lot of other stuff, right? This is the first time they witnessed murder in front of them, you know, to a certain yeah. extent. You know? Savage. Savage throat slitting bloody jagged flesh much like us you know as the viewer within this world and it's just there's a lot of things they can't come back from but that is perhaps the most poignant to kim which is i think so telling of his personality and the kind of person they want to set Mm -hmm. him up for he went through all these extremes but coming back to the end this is a relationship he values he values the people and the members of his ship Mm -hmm. and he goes to tom and just says homie i could have killed you yeah and what does tom say he says, all I remember is you saying he's my friend and then not letting anything happen to him, happen to me, whatever it is you his guys. quote is. He says, all I remember is you saying that I'm your friend. Hashtag bromance. So, so touching. And you're like, eh, And then, of course, they go for food because we got to cover it up. Yeah. Oh, we got to. Oh, let's get, uh, let's get food. Let's, let's, uh, let's get some food. Let's get some food, you guys, because uh, food, food, food. Uh, yeah. So, um, and then that's the scene you get is them walking you know, down the hall together towards the mess hall, about to blow some rations on a veritable feast. You guys, I would do that in a heartbeat, and I yeah. won't even, you don't even need to give me a shoot, man. Yeah. I'll just do that on Tuesdays. <laughs> and when you really reflect on it, if you're somebody that followed Voyager from the beginning, you witness the moment they met yeah. in Cork's bar. Yeah. You know, and, and Tom had saved him from being swindled, mm-hmm. but it, that was the moment that they kind of st- first started their rapport, and they've advanced now to the point where they're both willing to sacrifice their lives for each other. Yeah. Um, and be vulnerable with each other geez. in that way. So hot. I mean, touching. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, Speaking of touching, <laughs> how do we feel about this wine, Jennifer? Um, it has touched me in... Parts of my hypothalamus. You guys, it's I, so good. It's so delicious. You know, if, I mean, it's a it's a pleasure from the very moment you put your nose in it and you get whiffs of chocolate to the moment it hits your tongue and slides, you know, just glides like a shoot down your gullet. <laughs> like, if this um, is if this is what nineteen crimes taste like, mm, I want to commit them all daily. Up. Daily. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be right. I don't want to be wrong. right, you guys. It's so delicious. Delicious. I feel like they owe us money now. We've like really bumped it up. It's 19 Crimes, The Banished. The Banished. At BevMo. How are we going to top this episode, Jennifer? I don't know. It's, I don't know. And it's my decision. And the burden is know. on you. Oh, no. Yeah. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't even know what I want to do. I'll get back to you guys later. All right. Well, that was the shoot. Shoot, 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 shoot. Shoot. <laughs> Are you wasted? <laughs> I hope you are. I'm Jacqueline. I'm Jennifer. And this was Seven of Wine. Toodles. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone. Jacqueline here. Thank you so much for listening to Seven of Wine. If you liked what you heard, make sure you rate and review us on iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And for all the up-to-date information on everything Seven of Wine, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. All our handles, at Seven of Wine. Oh, and if you have any alternate names for the shoot, make sure you hit us up on our email. Engage at sevenofwine.com. Lopez out.